The Final Furlong Podcast with Emma Kennedy is proudly brought to you by All About Sunday, the ultimate racehorse ownership experience. Download the app and get involved today. All About Sunday, we love racing. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk. And you're welcome to the show as we preview the weekend's action at the Curra. Newbury and market raising jumps action on the final furlong podcast in the height of summer. It's got to be the summer plate. Uh, previewing the best bets for the weekend is Timeforms. Mark Milligan, welcome back to the show, my friend. Oh, and how excited and pumped I am that we've got jumps racing back on the show. Uh, no, I am genuinely <laughs> looking forward to it in the middle of this, this heat wave. Um, bit I wasn't of sure action. whether you were going Can't to be wrong. committing to a this is me being sarcastic or this is me being super excited but actually it's you being super excited which is which is good um yeah i'm, I'm it's a little break it's a little break from the norm isn't it it just reminds you that galway is not far away and that that is something to be yeah. very excited about so yeah I'm, I'm excited for the summer plate and um we'll get into it after we start at the curra uh, for the jebel alley Racecourse and stables anglesey stakes the group three were little big bear uh, is due to take up this engagement, having not run at Newmarket, where he was due to be a pretty short price favourite. Um, I think he wins, my friend. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. As you know, I was very much with him at the Newmarket July meeting last week, and he was a, a non-runner there. I think certainly in terms of what he's achieved so far, he kind of towers over this bunch, doesn't he? Um, there are potentially one or two improvers lurking in the pack. Um, notably number seven, trained by Joe Lines. I shall defer to you for the pronunciation on this one. Well, I kind of want to hear what you're going to say now, actually. What, what would your <laughs> version of this be? I'd probably have gone something like Shlanarai. Shlanawalia. I was miles away, wasn't I? You were all right. On the <laughs> Emmett Kennedy metric of was that a good pronunciation or not i'd say that's a passing grade um but yeah, yeah she is very interesting daughter of, of territories and uh colin Keane on board but little big bear is the is the standout and um is a forecast five to four shot and hard to argue with that to be fair um i'd be surprised if he's not well supported right this then brings us to the jumps so our first at market raisin is uh, a handicap hurdle uh, 206 over two miles and seven furlongs and Galileo Silver with a first time visor is 11 to four favorite with Kaluki Sportsbook who go seven to two about Apache Creek for John Joe and John Joe Jr. Ask Paddington for Rebecca Menzies is four to one and Jersey Wonder a nine to two shot for Oliver Sherwood and Johnny Burke. How do you see this race going, my friend? Yeah, I think this is a, a good little race, isn't it? Of its type. Um, I can absolutely see the case for Galileo Silva was a winner at Foslas last time over this sort of trip in cheek pieces. Uh, interestingly, um, the cheek pieces are swapped up and a visor goes on for the first time. And this is a horse who they've they've messed about a little bit with uh, headgear 
um, of late. He's worn blinkers. He's worn um, cheek pieces. They, they now reach for a visor. I can see that the case absolutely for Galileo Silver, but I, I came down on the side of Apache Creek, who I thought was much improved last time when he won at Warwick. I thought it was the step up in trip that helped him there. I think he's certainly still open to some improvement. And he, for me, I was I was actually very, very keen on Apache Creek in here. He's relatively lightly raced compared to the rest of this field. He's got a record of uh, four wins from 13 starts. And uh, no, I like his chances. That will sell it for me. Thank you very, very much. Um, Ass Paddington is awesome. I'm intrigued by with three wins since May in small fields, but no, I'm, I'm going to weigh in with you at Apache Creek for the John Joes. Uh, Newbury, back on the flat, as we're over two miles and a half a furlong. It's the High Clear Castle Gin Cup Stakes. The show brought to you by High Clear Castle Gin, because uh, we'll take any alcohol that's going. Uh, going gone, three to one with Kaluki Sportsbook. Uh, Rishon, nine to two. Rock Eagle is nine to two as well. And then it's five to one. Uh, about Diamond Bay with Kaluki Sportsbook for Tom Ward and David Probert. Um, Honourable mention for Withhold as well, who came back uh, in earlier, it was last month in, in Chester, and uh, I thought, I was expecting a better, better run that day, to be completely honest about it, but anyway, uh, James Doyle uh, for the Charltons, uh, first time visor for him as well. Okay, break it down for me, my man. Yeah, I was um, I was interested in Rock Eagle here. I think he's definitely had excuses in his two runs this season. I think you can argue at Haydock on his comeback that a mile and a half was just an inadequate trip for him. But having said that, he ran perfectly well in a good handicap there, was beaten six and a half lengths by contact. And then conversely, I think he was just a little bit stretched by two and a half miles at Ascot last time when he was beaten seven lengths behind Coltrane. He is a stout stayer. He stays two and a quarter miles, as evidenced by his fifth in the Cesarewicz a couple of years ago. But I think the two and a half miles just stretched him a little bit. And I do like horses, and this is probably a bit of the um, American punter in me coming in here. I like horses who are having their third run back off a layoff. It's always been a productive angle when we looked at American racing and Rock Eagle, third run off a layoff here. Dropping back down to what is probably his optimum trip of two miles, he made plenty of appeal to me. It was a big weekend for Jeff Smith uh, last weekend and for Rob Hornby as well for that matter, taking the July Cup. Uh, will he be taking uh, another big race this weekend? We shall see. Uh, I say a big race. It's a Saturday handicap, and I'd be pretty happy to win it as an owner. Uh, Market Raisin, the summer handicap hurdle at 2.41. Back over the jumps for the true fans. Uh, we love the flash. Dr. Richard Newland and Sam Tristan Davis, 7-2 to two with Kaluki Sportsbook about Galacta Bridge. Sirek uh, Royale, 4-1. to one. Chic Pike, 15 to 2. Carmelized, 8 to 1 for Alan King and Tom Cannon. And Hurricane Ali 
is a nine-to-one shot with our good friend Sean Quinlan on board. All right, where are you looking in the 241 third race overall at Market Raisin? It's a jumps race. It's a big handicap. And there's an Irish Raider. We don't really need to look any further, do we? (laughs) I was very, very keen on Cirque Royale's chances in here. He's been absolutely scintillating on his last two raids over to this country at Perth and at Kelso. I think he's still got lots more upside as well. And I think the interesting thing with Cirque Royale is that he was a he's a smart flat horse as well. And conditions really on Saturday with the kind of weather that we've been having over here, conditions are going to be very much placing the emphasis on speed, I think. And the fact that he's a, a decent flat horse, rated 94 on the flight, I think that will stand him in good stead here. But I just go back to the original argument. He's, he's an Irish-trained horse coming over to plunder a British prize. I don't think we need to go any further than that, do we? Going for his third successful raid in a row in the UK, and I agree with you. I think it will be a successful raid. Um, Cirque Royale. Uh, coming over from Antrim for the 241 at Market Raisin, getting the job done for us on the Final Forum podcast. Kaluki Go, 9-2, to two, about Happy Romance, um, who drops back in, in class to Group 3 company, having chased home Naval Crown and alcohol-free in Group 1s uh, on last two starts for her, a daughter of Dandyman. Uh, joint favourite with Minzal for Owen Burroughs and Jim Crowley. Man of Promise for Charlie Appleby and James Doyle is fives. And Rohan is 11-2 to two for Holly Doyle and David Evans with Kaluki Sportsbook. What is your take on the Hackwood stakes, the group three, over six furlongs? Yeah, happy romance. She's interesting in here, isn't she? She's last year's winner. As you say, quite rightly, she's dropping markedly in grade, having contested the July Cup and the Platinum Jubilee on her last two starts. She actually finished ahead of Man of Promise when she finished second at Maidan in March behind the case of you and Man of Promise was third that day but I'm actually going to side with Man of Promise in here because for me that's just what he is he's a Man of Promise going back to Maidan in January when he, he won his first start of the year beating uh, Lazuli there by two and a half lengths he then absolutely slammed the case of you on his following start in a group three there. And for me, he just, whether it was the bounce factor, whether he just left his race behind a little bit on that prior start, he was a a long way below his best when he was third to a case of you and happy romance at Maidan on a world cup night. He finished eighth behind nature strip in the King's stand at Royal Ascot, which on the face of it was a, a little disappointing, but you know, Na- Nature Strip was he was just a, an absolute beast that day, wasn't he? So yeah. it's very, very strong form. I'm taking Man of Promise to bounce back to that early season Dubai form because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna state this with a lot of vim and vigor now because if he if he reproduces those two runs in January and March at Maidan. He's a cut above this opposition, and they won't say which way he went. Oh, we love a 
bit of confidence, particularly when it comes from Mark Milligan. Uh, Man of Promise, 5-1. to one. I was quite taken with the 12-1 to one about Chill Chill. I just think it's too big. Um, yes, the horse has been off the track for about a year, but hasn't had a, a run yet. Uh, but they don't want for fitness from Andrew Balding's yard, and I thought she might be the pick of the older horses here. So, mm. uh, when I say older horses, by the way, I mean as we were looking at certain horses that could have lined up here. In the end, we only got one three-year-old, but um, I think Chill Chill is potentially the better twelve to one. But I say that, and then. Along comes Mr. Mark Milligan with a very, very bullish statement about Man of Promise. So decide for yourself uh, and make sure you do a reverse forecast um, as you take the schlates off the bookies. Uh, right, the summer plate. This is the feature race of, will we say it? Not the weekend, but in the UK. Yes, this is the feature race because obviously the feature race is the Irish Oaks. I'll have you know. Um, Thomas fans going absolutely ballistic now. Seven to two. Uh, about the favourite for Fergal O'Brien, who's been banging in the winners, including beating my horse at the, during the week. Come on to Burley. Duffing us. Uh, fine run from her, though, and she had to give away a lot of weight. Uh, Frankie de Burley, Peter Bone, and James Bone, 6-1. to one. Le Dominelle for John Joe and John Joe again is Sevens and Man of the Mountain for Emma Lavelle and Tom Bellamy, an 8-1 to one shot. Take it away, Mark Milligan, who is the winner of the summer plate. I was with the Jungers again in here with La Dominial. Am I pronouncing that Let's correctly? Let's go with it. Let's commit to yeah, it. <laughs> she's only a six-year-old. She's a mare who's very much on the upgrade. Yes, she only won a three-runner race last time, but she did it in imperious fashion. And that was only her third start over fences. I don't think she's anywhere near overburdened off a mark of 125 in here. I think she's got a lot more upside than the majority of this field. Yes, the favourite, Mortlach, he's very much on the upgrade as well. He started off in handicaps from a mark of 109. He won one off 116 then and one off 124. He's now off 130, so the waters are getting deeper here for Mortlach. He could still be a step ahead of the handicapper, but I just think Ladomanial, she just she's very much on the upgrade. She's lightly raced for a mare at this level. If she copes with the hustle and bustle of this bigger field, I think she's going to take plenty of stopping. I love that confidence as well, and uh, I firmly agree with you. We've got two races left. The Weatherby's Super Sprint Stakes. Now, this is going to be a very, very interesting race to, to break down. Uh, David O'Mara and Kieran Schumark team up with the favourite Maria Brenwell, 5-2, to two, just in front of Rogue Spirits for Tom Clover and Jack Mitchell, who is 100-30 with Kaluki right now, uh, who go Eddie's Boy or Edie's Boy, whichever one you want to go for. 13-2, to two, Holly Dolan and Archie Watson. Miami Girl, Richard Hannon and Russell Ryan, 7-1. to one, And Kaluki go the same price, about Swift Asset uh, for Richard Hannon and Pat Dobbs. This is a tricky, tricky renewal of the Super Sprint. And we've seen some, we've seen some big-priced winners over the years, but in recent years, uh, favourites have, have got a reasonable enough record and horses in single-figure prices a reasonable enough record as well. It's maybe not the crapshoot that it once was. How is the Weatherby Super Sprint going to go this year? Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Emmett. The cream has indeed been rising to the top in this race 
over the last couple of years. And interestingly, a high draw seems um, quite an advantage, which is a little bit counterintuitive because based on time form data over the last couple of years, a high draw on the straight track at Newbury, certainly in handicaps, has been a bit of a disadvantage. But I think what we're seeing here is the fact that you get horses um, in this particular contest who have got a, a quite a wide spread of ability from top to bottom and they're not essentially under handicap conditions. So we do get the better horses coming into coming to the fore and it seems to be that, that a high number has been quite important. Maria Branwell, our current favourite, she ran really well, didn't she, when she was beaten just three lengths behind dramatised at uh, Royal Ascot in the Queen Mary last time. If she runs the same race again, she'll be right there. But I want to uh, concentrate on Rogue Spirit, who won, let's be honest, he won a bit of an egg and spoon race last time at Wolverhampton by three lengths from Bow Rock. He was 2 to 11, so he didn't do anything that wasn't expected by the market. But let's go back to his start before then, shall we? On the 28th of May, at Beverly, he finished third behind one of our selections on the pod, Chateau. We all remember Chateau. Nice. Very well-backed winner as well, by the way. Chateau went on to finish fourth to none other than Little Big Bear in the Windsor Castle on his next start. Really, really solid form. Call there. back to the opening and, if, and let's go back to the third horse, the Riddler, and we all know what the Riddler did at Royal Ascot. He was the villain. He was a he was a winner, wasn't he? But he was an interesting winner. Shall we? I think I'll just use the word interesting. Keep myself out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he won. He won the Norfolk, didn't he? In um, I'll just I'll say it again, interesting fashion, um, causing a bit of chaos along the way. A bit. <laughs> anyway the point is that rogue spirit split chateau and the riddler so there's no doubt he's a group performer in the making for all that he hasn't been tried at group level yet and i think he's really interesting and gets a, the, the conditions of this race being a sales race means he gets a couple of pounds off maria branwell and crucially or perhaps crucially he's got a a, a really good drawing stall 18 yeah the draw was an interesting factor for me as well because it probably comes down to a combination of lack of experience and potential um, and, and some kind of a mixed bag like that. Just jumble it all up and pick whichever cliche you want. But it is counterintuitive in terms of overall draw, draw analysis for Newbury that the high draw works out so well here. So I'm, I'm assuming it's something to do with that. Um and Rogue Spirit is a very, very interesting runner. Has to be, particularly on the Chateau line of form. So I would not dispute that with you at all. Uh, Jack Mitchell, Tom Clover, the Rogues Gallery having a fantastic season. 100 to 30 is the price with Kaluki Sportsbook. Take it. Take it, we say. Uh, 130 about Rogue Spirit, who, as Mark points out, gets weight from Maria Branwell as well, given the conditions of the sales race. Uh, and good to see so much prize money up for grabs considering the rather controversial no trainers declaring a horse for a race at Newbury uh, story that's going around the racing horse today. Oy, oy, oy. 
Right, we started at the Curra. We will end at the Curra. The Jumont Irish Oaks Group 1 sees the Oaks runner-up Tuesday. The Oaks runner-up, Emily Upjohn, uh, with Frankie Dettori on board, <laughs> back, uh, taking on this time, no Tuesday in her way, a magical lagoon for Shane Foley and Jess Carrington after a terrific performance at the Royal Meeting. Uh, and then three from Aidan O'Brien, uh, starting with Emily Dickinson, History and Toy. Uh, the first two, Emily Dickinson and History, are both 14 to 1 with Kluki Sportsbook. Toy is 25 to 1 and is this selection of Ryan Moore, which is an interesting story in itself. The, the supposed first string from Coolmore is 25s for this race. Uh, and Gerlines is in there uh, as well with uh, Colin Keane, um, with Kadir Godot. Let's go with that, shall we? Uh, Emily Upjohn. So, she fell out of the stalls and basically lost the race at the start. That being said, Tuesday produced a, a really game performance to hold on and win. Is this where Emily Upjohn picks up a classic and and makes it right in the, in the Irish Oaks? Or is there something, like Magical Lagoon, for example, who will have her, in, have her licking her wounds again? I still wake up in the dead of night in a cold sweat <laughs> thinking about that Emily Upjohn Oaks run because as um, a lot of my Twitter followers will know, I was on her 10 to 1 oh. anti-post. Oh, no. She fell out of the stalls and then Frankie Dettori in his infinite wisdom decided to go 18 wide around Tatman Corner and launch his bid fully three and a half furlongs from home. And for me, yeah, Tuesday showed lots of tenacity and lots of battling qualities. But Emily, she was half an hour the best there, I think. And I, I don't, to be honest, I don't think it's something I'll ever really get over. Um, <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> and provided that this fourth run in the space of a couple of months because she started off in April. She's run April, May, June. It's fourth run in the space of a, a few months, provided she's she's none the worse for those exploits. I, I think she's head and shoulders above these, to be honest, and I expect she will show it. I, though, like you, was intrigued by the jockey booking on Toy, mm. Ryan Moore, for a, a horse who is supposedly not the first string for Bally's Oil. But you get the feeling, don't you, from the fact that they've run her in Group 1 company our last two starts, that they just think she's a lot better than she's shown so far. And I, I, I would say if anyone was looking for an each-way option in here, you could do a lot worse than, than land on Toy. Well, she's bred to be very good, being a uh, full... To Coolmore, Vatican City, Taj Mahal, Joan of Arc, Happily, Marvelous, and Glen Eagles. Uh, particular emphasis in, on Glen Eagles, but they were all talented. Um, and they've always thought a lot of her as well. So I'm not overly stunned that Ryan Moore is on board. I, I wouldn't have been. You know, the, the, obviously, the build up to this race during the week was that Tuesday was going to run and that it would be the rematch of, of Epsom. It's probably the case that Tuesday just hasn't come out of the Irish Derby well enough, and they need yeah. a bit of time with her. History's got to turn form around at Magical Lagoon. 
And I struggle to see how she does that. Um, Emily Dickinson was disappointing at Lingfield and then subsequently disappointing, for me anyway, at, at Leopardstown. So I think Joy is a very fair value bet here at, at 25s, just to roll the dice and see if something crazy happens with Emily Upjohn, who's 4-9. to nine. Um, Magical Lagoon is quite rightly second favourite, and I would... I get it. I get the argument from people that she wasn't going to... She was never going to run in the Oaks. It was always the intention to go to the Royal meeting with her, and she produced a really impressive performance that day. Oshin Murphy was very confident about her. Um, but I don't know. So in a race like this, you kind of have to get a little bit creative. And when 25s is there, I, I'd take this, this swing. 25s about about toy win only and just see if if not if something crazy happens. But the other beautiful thing is you currently have the dead eight. So you're getting a fair each way price as well, if you want to go that way. Um, and this could be a scumbag each way bet at 25s. So, I mean, she can't go off at that price. Well, Ryan Moore on board. No. Surely not. So You wouldn't 20, think so, would you? 25s about toy. Emily Upjohn could absolutely obliterate them. She really could. But we saw something strange happen at Epsom, and who knows what's going to happen here. So, Toy at 25s is a very, very fair shout, my friend. Uh, which brings me to the question, what is your best bet for the weekend? My best bet for the weekend, drumroll. It's me tapping on the desk, trying to do my own impersonation of a drumroll. <laughs> People who know me well will be surprised at this, but I'm going over the jumps oh. for my nap. I was certain you were going to go for the Godolphin Horse Man of Promise. No, I'm very, very keen on Man of Promise, but I'm more keen on Apache Creek in the 206 at Market Raisin, and that one will be my nap this weekend. Apache Creek, 7-2. to two. And remember, the Mark said that he's very confident about Man of Promise as well. He was 5-1. to one. And um, I'll row in behind you with Rogue Spirit at 130 in the Super Sprint for the Better the weekend. Um, I kind of want to go for Toy, but she might get obliterated. But 25 is a big old price. But ah, let's do it. Toy, 25 to 1. Go on. We'll go for the value. Uh, take the 25s about Toy, and uh, you can buy Mark and I a nice bottle of Moet when you see us on our race course in the UK next month. Namely, York. Yes, the, the Moet shall be flowing at York, my friend. Right, uh, that is it. We're back on Monday as we talk about the the whip report and also review the weekend's racing. Um, but from Timeformers Mark Milligan. Goodbye. And from me, Emma Kennedy. Thank you for listening. This might be the quickest final forum podcast we've ever done. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, the gravy is flowing. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Kaluki offer betting.
seen on all sports. Immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk.